Hi, I'm Lisa Kiss, and I'm the host of Be Mindful Podcast. I'm also the owner of Be Mindful Studio, where I am an astrologer and mindfulness consultant. This podcast is for the modern woman to feel grounded and learn to live with intention. Here we tap into mindfulness for both life and business. From community-driven leaders, conscious humans, heart-centered entrepreneurs, and beyond, we'll discover all the different ways mindfulness can be applied to you. My podcast is here to inspire and encourage you to be a little more mindful in your day-to-day so you can start living a more purpose-filled, self-aware life you love. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today I'm here with Miss Sheila Nagy. Um, Sheila was my dance teacher for I don't know how many years, like many years, and so I decided to ask her to do an episode because I miss dance and uh, I miss her teaching dance, of course. So um, Sheila, do you want to introduce yourself and what you do? Sure. So like Lisa had said, my name is Sheila Nagy, and I own Pure Energy Performance Inc. in Hamilton. Um, I started uh, my dance training in like 1977. (laughs) So I've been dancing a a long, long time. Um, But I opened a studio in 91 with, with a partner. Her name was Beth, and we were very successful. And then I think in 99, we opened uh, Pure Energy, and uh, we just kept the ball rolling from there. Um, And when was it? 2004, we partnered with the Tiger Cats um, to do a junior team. Mm -hmm. I've adjudicated dance competitions. I've adjudicated ice skating competitions, kind of like a jack of all trades uh, when it comes to recreation. Yes. And then I did the cheer for five years. It's so fun. It's like a unique combination of like, I don't know, like your style plus jazz hip hop all combined into one. I don't really know how to describe it. (laughs) No, I think that's a great explanation because it's a little bit of everything all mixed in together. We're just moving to music and trying to entertain a crowd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I want to talk about the fact that you're a Leo first because it really I feel like um once I like learned everything about astrology that I've been like studying the last year um when I like connect to people that I know I'm like oh it makes so much like sense sort of so Leo's is like the um it's a fire sign so it's all about like having passion for something creativity and like things like that but also they're usually called like the performers and the stars and whenever I think of that I think of like you at the front of the class like teaching and it's like you're the I don't know the star of the show that helps like lead everybody and everything like that so oh that is awesome yeah my my passion is teaching um Mm -hmm. I love teaching everybody and anybody I think that um in all different styles. I I don't just stick to one kind of discipline. I move around and I can get in there and and last second I could jump up and teach a skill because I like to relate to people. But yeah, I like being on that stage and I like running the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like, like sometimes, uh, 
I liked performing on the field more than like on stage for some reason, like at dance recital. But I feel like you're very encouraging to like, you're like, go out there and like perform and shine or just like things like that. I don't know. Yeah, like the difference between field and stage, like I feel like the field is more like three dimensional. Like there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to go. It's great for building self-esteem in kids. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many benefits to being on that football field and especially Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Hamilton's fans are the best fans hands down. And when it comes to seeing our ladies out there, I mean, the response is just overwhelming and it empowers them so much that this whole community is behind them. so yeah, the, the power that you get from being on the field is a totally different experience than stage. Cause stage, you're looking straight forward. Field, you're getting that 360 mirror coming at you. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, just the energy is just awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, I used to say that I love performing on the field in front of like thousands of people. Like there's like a rush you got from it, but I struggled with like in school doing presentations in front of like my peers, I guess. But it was like weird that like the field was easier. Like it gave you some sort of like confidence to do other presentations and stuff. So isn't that funny? Yeah, it's funny when it's, you know what I think it is? It's movement versus having to verbalize things. And, and when some people, when it comes to movement, they're just naturals and their bodies just respond to the, the attention or being on stage or on that football field, Mm -hmm. whereas to speak in front of people or got it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But it's gotta be fun, right? Mm -hmm. Like the whole, whole journey of performing, it is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely miss it. Like, I feel like it was really fun. Yeah. And, and it's how it's presented too, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can't be too serious about it. Like, it, funky hips just yeah. has to make a smile. Just by saying the words funky hips. It's got to be like, are you for real? I'm for real. <laughs> yeah, the other day I like, I, I danced before coming on calls and I did funky hips because it's just like a natural movement. <laughs> life is too short you have to have fun with it and you have to experience it and part of it is your body moving and um you you gotta move it or else you lose it right we 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 want to keep this mobility for the rest of our lives we don't want to get stiff so yeah funky hips is the way to go yeah (laughs) yeah I learned when I did my yoga teacher training, like you have to move the energy through the body in some way or else it can get stuck. So I feel like if I'm ever feeling stuck, I just try to do some kind of movement, dance or yoga and you feel so much better after. 100%, 100%. Yeah. At least once a day. <laughs> At least once a day. <laughs> yes. And I love how um, this podcast is like, you're be mindful, right? Yeah. And and I was trying to think, be mindful, man. I have a hard time shutting it off because getting into choreography and stuff, my mind is thinking all the time. And you being in my class, my mind's a little crazy. It jumps from like one part of the room to the other part of the room to why is the floor that color? Why is the, the beam over there? Like, why is the light shining that way? And I take all of these ideas and somehow I put it into movement with some kind of music. 
even if it's funky hips, why are we doing funky hips here? Like all of this stuff is going through my mind and it's 24 seven. So when I'm, I saw this be mindful, I'm like, be mindful. I try not to be mindful. <laughs> I try to escape it. I run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because I think that for myself, teaching dance and being a choreographer, it is going all the time. I've got my notebook beside my bed and to shut it off is crazy. I've tried meditation. Let me tell you, I am so active and so crazy that I still not, I, I need to be medicated, I think, because this does not calm down and it's, and it's not a normal person's mind. Like it just goes. Yeah, I have that too. Whenever I like, I do brain dumps of like my thoughts before I go to bed, or else I can't sleep because my mind races. But I find that, like, you're talking about when you're in like teacher mode or choreographer mode, like, do you have all the ideas? But I feel like when you actually dance, like when you're doing the choreography to the music, it's like, um, I'll use the word mindful, but it's like the word mindful can be it, like changed to like in the moment. Because when you're dancing, you have to be in the moment, like in your body to like do the moves the right way to the, the, the beat or something like that. So that part I think is good. But when you're like maybe choreo like coming up with the routine, it can be kind of like all jumbled with ideas. No, like I think that that's for normal people and I agree mm -hmm. with you, but I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I totally see what you mean. Like um, feeling through that movement, but still when I'm doing like, contemporary is the worst for me because it's slower, right? Or yeah. ballet, it's slower. So the slower the music is for me, the more I'm like, okay, why am I doing this movement? Why am I taking the breath here? What is this going to translate to the audience? And it doesn't matter if I do it 10, 15 million times. It's like, okay, well, how is this uh, projecting through to the audience now today because it's a different day and my body's moving differently. Like so many ideas, Lisa, it is nuts. It does not come down and just kind of like relax. Okay. But I'm working on it. I'm working on it though. Yeah. Because I now that you mentioned that, I, now my head is going to go there. <laughs> now, as I'm doing a routine, I'm going to be like, yeah, am I in the moment? <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. Mouths <laughs> to be thinking about. <laughs> yeah, oh, like this. Yeah, I've had weird moments where, like, if I'm either I noticed it when I did yoga, but then I thought about it when you're like doing a two-minute dance routine. Like, you'll do it, and at the end, you're like, "Oh, okay." Like, I'm in this room now, but you were like so in the moment dancing. Like, I don't know how to explain it. The moment you realize you were in a moment, you're out of it. Like you're back into the crazy thought stage. So. Well, I, th I think the magic behind dance, and this is the gift that I kind of want to give to everybody is when you mm -hmm. enter that door, anything that you are going through in life, you deposit there outside the door. Mm -hmm. When you come in, the magic is you are somebody else and you are not being judged as somebody mm -hmm. else. You are now a blob of clay that is going to move through music to be either like in sync with everybody else or to portray pictures to, to the stage, but you are now a different being. Mm -hmm. And that's the part of the, the magic of it. And then when that moment is over and, and you exit the classroom, all of a sudden you're back to reality. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's where you can become normal again, 
right? In, in the normal world. So I think the, the gift of dance happens when you walk through the room. When you walk through that door, all of a sudden it's this magical world. Um, and, and yeah, that's the gift coming in there. Yeah. Even if I'm yelling at you. <laughs> yeah. When you said like, you notice all the things, like I could be at the other side of the room and you're just like, Lisa, you did that arm wrong. And I'm like, how does she see that? How does she see me do the wrong arm? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. For sure. So how are you being creative um, with your podcasts and stuff? How is, how is your creativity coming through here? I try to use my creativity at least every day with something. So I'm writing a book right now and I'm that, yeah. So I'm like putting my creativity into that and then I'm getting it edited in May and then the, it designed in the summer and then it's going to launch at the end of the summer. So yeah. Yay! How exciting is that? <laughs> Are you yeah. able to, to say what this book is about? Yeah, it's about sort of, um, cause I've been like running my own business for three years, but it took like a turn when I did my yoga stuff and then I became very wellness oriented and then very spiritual. So it kind of just talks about um, like a spiritual journey and how that's tied into running a business, like how they can both kind of coexist, if that makes sense. Good for you. Has it helped you? Like, do you find that the things that you know now, becoming more spiritually aware of energies and everything else, has that helped you um, understand stuff that happens in the business aspect of your life? I think so. Because a lot of the stuff I was learning from like business school when I went to Ryerson or I did training programs with the city, it's all like the same kind of information that they have structured. And um, I prefer to learn like not in a like standard classroom environment like I like to learn I guess by myself or like by actually applying things so when I started I just like I just experiment with new things all the time like I try something if it works it doesn't work I learn from it and I try the next thing like that's how I've done my business but um it just um learning about the energy of things it's like um it helps me schedule my day like I don't have the capacity energetically to like see five people in a day it's usually like two or three from zoom because if there's like that fatigue component to it I guess like it can be draining sometimes or like I don't know just the way I like do marketing and stuff like that like trying out different ideas um I try to just do it like from a spiritual place or from like a more authentic place like you're being yourself like you're not trying to sell something because you're trying to like hit someone's pain point you're just saying like what you do sharing what you're offering and that you're here to help sort of like that but that's not what they teach you though in school so no, that's awesome. Good for you. Because I think that there are different learning styles and di different methods of teaching. And I think that everybody is unique on how they process the information, how they gather the information and how they spit it back out into the world. And how I teach dance is going to be different than anybody else teaching dance. And that's, I think, what makes um, Hamilton Studios really, really unique because there's so many dance studios popping up everywhere right now but we all offer things a little bit differently right mm -hmm. and everybody has different needs that they're they're looking for for themselves or their or their children and some people may take my crazy class and be like no 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 <laughs> but the studio down the street they probably would suit uh, that learning style a lot better mm -hmm. yeah I 
the way you teach, you use like different terms to get you to like remember things. And I still remember some things like something random is like arms up like this is like Superman and then you go underwater, like whatever that means. But I know the movement. <laughs> um, so there's that. But um, I find that when I'm uh, teaching like astrology to people, I have to, I can't use like astrology words I have to use like other words and I use weird examples and I had the thought one day I was like oh I sound like Sheila talking about like the different movements <laughs> but it's a way for them to like remember it and it kind of like it kind of works so and to relate to yeah you know what I mean like it, it's got to be real it's got to come from a real place like for me it does anyway mm-hmm. and um yeah I've got to love it mm-hmm and if I can understand it, then everybody else should be understanding it. <laughs> yeah. And you just said the word real. What's the, um, is it a line of like sweaters you have or like a, your brand, She For Real? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, because yeah, I am crazy and it, it comes from a real place and I do things differently than a lot of people and um, being dyslexic coming through the school system, I was told I was special <laughs> the majority of uh, my life and that I was different. And yes, I, I take in information differently and throw it out to the world differently. And yeah, I've been told I, I've been crazy. So I'm like, yeah, but I'm real. And that kind of uh, slogan has stuck. So I now have my little Facebook. I started because we talk about journaling now. If you're dyslexic and you are journaling, um, I can't speak for all dyslexic people out there, but what I write down today is not going to be what I see tomorrow. I'm not going to know what that means. (laughs) So um, I started to, I'm not good with technology either because of the reversals and everything else. I don't know. I didn't have a phone actually until the beginning of this year. So I started to videotape it and I went on Facebook and started doing little video clips of my life because it is kind of nuts. And I think, oh, this is a great way to journal. So then I started a YouTube channel now and I've got those little video clips of my, my family and what my day looks like out there. And yeah, we got some she wear happening because I am all about empowering women too. Um, I think that women in business are, are, is up and coming, but I, I really, with the dance, I got really angry at this one event that Hamilton put on. Um, it's supposed to be a celebration for, um, honoring women and women of of distinction and stuff. And up comes this arts kind of category. And I was really, really excited. I was so like blessed that I was nominated for this award. And I wanted to do my research before going out there. And so I looked in the arts category because arts, I'm thinking, okay, we got visual arts, we got singers, we got dancers, we've got performers, Mm -hmm. um, musicians, like, let's go back in history and see um, how many dancers have actually won this award um, from the beginning? Because um, Hamilton has such a huge history of dance. And some of my idols um, are come from Hamilton Dance Studios. And did you know that not one has ever won this award? No. No. Since the beginning, this award has been happening. Not one dancer has won this award. 
And so I felt really defeated. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Because dance is my world, man. Dance is what I do. And uh, I said to Jim, we got to do something about this. Like we have to, because the majority of studios, businesses are ran by women. There are a few men who run them, but the majority are women who are going under the radar of how passionate and great they are and how many little girls they brought up to be strong women. Mm-hmm. And I said, we, we've got to have like some kind of award just for our dancers because we got to pass on the history of dance because what happens after we're all gone? Like there are some like great names like she's not here anymore, but June Sweeney was a huge name back in my day. And, and Melanie from Rising Star, she was a huge name. Sandra Ball Jones, Highland Dancing Studio. Like it could go on. Pauline from the Dance Center, she was an icon. And this is all going away. We, we still have Fran from Steps around here. She was a huge supporter in the arts community when it came to dance. And I'm like, why isn't her name even in here? She is like, whoa right Elsie from Starlight like the list goes on and I'm like Jim we need to do something about this <laughs> so who knows maybe I'll do a visual book about it but it got me angry because yes these are our women who were business women who cared about their community and cared about these girls and boys being brought up and the recognition is like zero yeah. And, and even now during the pandemic, where did dance studios fit into any of this? Nobody knew. Like everybody was giving us misinformation here, there, left, right, and center, because nobody knew where dance studios fit in. They thought we were a fitness facility. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think we're a fitness facility. Have you ever seen a dance class? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think we're a fitness facility. And, and so it was like, where do we fall in? So even then we have the ignorance of exactly what a dance studio does and how it's ran and operated. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that kind of spoke my interest. So then she for real kind of developed from there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it to it real because this is nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know that there's, it's called the Hamilton Arts Awards, like from the city, but I don't know if they have a dance category. Like I know they have music and writing and probably visual art, but I don't know if there's a dance category, but I have, I have seen the Hamilton Arts Awards. They need a dance category then if there's not one. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I think we're the underdogs. And um, during my lifetime, I like to see that put up to the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Get it done. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You could create like either like I'm just thinking like a website or a Instagram account called like history of dance Hamilton or something and share all the information. Cause there's probably people who want to know the information or they want to recognize their teachers that they had. hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that uh, we're on to something, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we do have to spread awareness because it touches so many people's lives do you know what I mean? And, and for the most part, it's been great experiences that they had through dance and it's made them who they are. And um, yeah, I think we got to honor that somehow. Yeah. I did a, another podcast interview with this girl who um, 
I forget what we were talking about originally, but she danced as well. And I didn't know that she danced her whole life. So then the conversation, the rest of it, we just talked about dance because that's how much we both like loved it. And we had that similar experience where we stopped dancing when we were done at 18. And then we went a little like, oh my God, what do I do? I need, I need my dance. And that was where we like connected was that sort of experience. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like a sisterhood. Once it's like, oh, you danced? Oh, so did I. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. it's just this bond. It's an automatic yeah. bond. Like uh, Sharon, I did an episode with Sharon, but um, I was talking to Sharon and her boyfriend and I was like, oh, do you know how Sharon and I became friends? And he's like, no. So I told him the story. It was back like in elementary school and she fractured her heel. And so I asked her one day, like, oh no, what happened to you? And she's like, oh, I fractured my heel at dance. I'm like, oh my God, you dance, I dance. And we've been friends since then. So I think that's like, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's an instant bond. Mm -hmm. Instant bond. Yeah. And most dancers, are, their personalities are pretty big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. For sure. Yeah. They have like expressive, like you need to express something and it comes out through the movement. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And in everything we do, I think in everything we do, we're very passionate about it. Do you know what I mean? And we put it out there. We don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been sort of dancing, like doing your own kind of dance stuff or like just the Zoom with uh, the students? So what I've been doing is um, this Zoom stuff is not for old girls, okay? <laughs> because I cannot just walk around and yell at everybody. I have to actually do it. <laughs> So <laughs> I am doing all forms of dance full out. <laughs> I'm stretching full out and I'm taking a lot of baths with Epsom salts. Let me tell you. So dancing for myself, I usually do my choreography during the daytime and then I teach it or go through it during the nighttime. I do a lot of private lessons, one-on-one -on -one training, depending on what their space is like to keep them mobile, because there was this hope that we were going to get to some dance competitions. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think the year is um, a wash, but there is that need. Everybody's going a little stir crazy and we got to keep moving. So um, I currently am not doing any dance projects. I'm not there's no competitions to judge. There's nothing for me to go in and choreograph. Uh, junior cheer, I haven't choreographed any routines for them yet. Like I said, we, we don't have a, a meeting set up. I don't know what the light of the end of the tunnel is for junior cheer. Um, yeah, and I have no shows lined up because, because of COVID. So it has totally wiped out <laughs> what I do. Um, and my boys, they, they race cars. So they have not been to the track because of regulations and stuff also. So yeah, the family is just uh, maintaining. Are both is um, Hudson, it, like he's home, right? Cause I know he was away for school. Yeah, he, he was in Ohio for school and we got him across the border right in time when COVID just first hit. I think it was the week before they closed down the border. We got him back home. So he, he's here now 
and uh, he he's working at a shop. So I guess he's essential. Um, and Carson, he he's just still in grade 12. Yay, grade 12 year during COVID. And, um, but, but he's been eye racing, it's called. So he's been practicing racing on there. So we'll see what their season looks like, but uh, they race cars. <laughs> they dance for a little bit too though, right? Yeah. Yep. Carson's still dancing. He's still, he's on zoom right now dancing. Um, Hudson finished when he went over to the States and, and he's done. And this would be um, Carson's graduating year from the studio. So yeah, things are, are going, are moving. Days keep going by, but we got to get ready because once it's ready for action time and we're all allowed to get back into things, it's going to be like, wow, showtime. There's going to be a lot of glitter, Lisa. A lot of glitter. A lot of glitter. Oh, I don't know if I still have it, but I remember you gave me a spray a spray can of gold glitter. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I still have that, but I remember that can of glitter. Oh, man, my hair would just like stay in the like brushing it out after glitter everywhere oh man passing of the glitter go <laughs> glitter the world now and it looks like you are girlfriend good for you yeah I was going through like I was cleaning because like there's nothing like I get bored so I was just like I'm in a spring clean and I found this like shadow box of pictures from cheer and the background is this gold sparkly paper and I'm like oh that was probably inspired by Sheila <laughs> And anything sparkly, man. Love it. Love it. My girl sparkled on that foot field. I found Probably four washes to get out of your hair, but yeah. Oh man. It was like hairspray mixed with glitter. It was, yeah. I found my pom-poms too. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And all four, like I was just going through stuff. I have all five of the, the uniforms and then also the dance costumes. And there's just glitter in the bag from like another dance costume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aww. Stays with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to end off the episode, I always have someone, like I have people give um, advice that's kind of, I guess, tied to the astrology sign, but you've already said like some very good things, but is there like advice that you would give to like somebody listening? I, I liked what we talked about earlier on about how everybody learns differently okay. as well, because I, I think just like you said, going to school and learning that way, it wasn't for you. You had to find your own path. And I think that you were very strong in doing that into letting people know about that, that even if you're not going with the stream of how everybody else is supposed to go. Don't be scared to go off and find your own way, your U-turn, and um, that it's still okay. That that to be different and to not learn in a certain way doesn't make you crazy, and it doesn't make you like totally different or not normal. It makes you unique, original, and it means that you just have to push a little harder for greatness, but do it.
If you love today's episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or on Instagram and tag us at Be Mindful Studio and at Be Mindful Podcast. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or maybe an idea for an episode, don't be afraid to reach out on Instagram and send me a message. I'd love very much to stay in touch with you. Thank you again for your support and I will see you very, very soon in the next episode.